We are listening to Open Country Joy from Mahi Beach and Orchestra from the album Birds of Fire, 1974. We're going to continue with Soft Machine. This is Ban Ban Caliban. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. FM. Thank you. 
This next piece is going to be from a band known as Griffin. They were formed at the London School of Music in 1971. I can find place here. Yeah. This is the last flash of Gabardine Taylor. By Griffin. From the album Midnight Mushrooms. 1973.
We here at Her Kate's Delirium would like to thank the continuing generosity of our major sponsor, Alfred from Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred has talks by Perkins Warbeck the 23rd, back from the ledge on many occasions when I thought that true meaning and true fulfillment was not to be had in this earthly dimension. Alfred has always reassured me in the only way that he can that the fight itself is the purpose. I doubt, therefore, I am When all else fails, and there's very little to hang on to. The very act of doubting the point and purpose of this exotic journey reminds us that we are the rarest of self-aware creatures, possibly unlike anything else in the entire universe. We don't know. But we know we're rare. Consider that as we move into Vandegraaff Generator. This is darkness.
the baby born today. There will be blood on the tracks when all is said and done. But that doesn't mean that ultimately it will not have meant something. Meaning is forged in the moment, not in memory. Through memory, we can impose whatever we want on the past, and we do. It's not a truthful accounting of what happened. It's not a truthful accounting of who you are, who you were at the time. You made a decision to act in accordance with all that you were up to that point in time. You could have done otherwise. You would have. You didn't. So you couldn't have. We can accept, forgive, and move on. Now, we haven't been hurt intentionally. We haven't been harmed by those who wanted to harm us. They just didn't know otherwise. It was who they were, not a product of conscious choice. Remember that. It's time to move on and unshackle yourself from the past.
We are going out to the sounds of Dixie, the Dixie Dregs and Steve Morris in a beautiful duet with himself and Rod Morgenstern on violin called Old World. That was the Dixie Dregs. I'm going to sign off and leave it to Tweeka Turner here on March 15th. 2022. I have been Perkins Warbeck. This has been Gates of Delirium, and we are on MutinyRadio.fm. I'll see you next week at 6 o'clock here from the sprawling studios of MutinyRadio.fm. This is Perkins Warbeck, the 23rd, saying good night.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old. He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115 340 one nine seven six. Go for it. Call in, guys.
Shop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. $5. 
dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcr. Let's watch a full-length movie. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-F-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hello, Carl. Hello, Michael. Thank you for having me once again on this fabulous show. Have you? You wrote the theme song we just listened to. Very catchy. Okay. Uh, you, uh, uh, we, what we do on the show is called Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube. We are airing right now, streaming on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we watch a movie, and we want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. Well, we also would love for you to support Mutiny Radio by donating at their Patreon or Venmo account at Mutiny Radio. We uh, also drop as a podcast by our acronym you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We have a great YouTube channel where every movie, except for last week's, gets to be posted with the podcast. Yes. Uh, and last week was a great one. It lasted over two hours. <laughs> and then I tried to upload it to Facebook, and they caught us again. They caught us on Facebook? Well, one for the history books. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we are not watching a movie. It is oh. time to vote on the Razzies! <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, as you know, this is uh, the weekend before the Oscars, and as you know... The day before the Oscars is when the Razzies get announced. What's yeah. the Razzies? Razzies have been around for 40 years, Carl. It is a celebration of the worst movie of the year. Every year, then the Razzies nominate the worst supporting actress, the worst supporting mm-hmm. actor, the worst actor, the worst actress, worst director, worst screenplay, worst ripoff, worst couple. Uh, <clears throat> then there's usually a wild card. And of course, the worst movie of the year full disclosure i am a razzie member and uh full disclosure i think the last time i voted i voted for the love guru so i'm glad to be back thank Mm -hmm. you pandemic for allowing me to see every single movie on this which i have with the exception of a couple and i'll mention it during our broadcast uh it's always the day before the oscars happen the razzies the razzies are announced so we are above the curve we're doing this special episode where we jump in, we're going to see what the nominees are. We're going to tell you, we're going to figure out what's the what's the best of the worst, the worst of the best, the worst of the worst, right? What is the, the worst, worst of the worst. You're going to do the best of the worst. You're going to vote. I have a deadline on until uh, Monday, so uh, okay. I, I have time because I have a lot more as we go through this to do. So, Carl, uh, we are very excited we're going to start the show. Let's do here are the nominees for Worst Movies, Razzie's Award. Carl, uh, do you want to kick it off? Right, unless it's Worst Supporting Actor. Is that the first category? Uh, Yeah, hang on a sec. Let me find that. That was in your... Worst Supporting Actor, yes. Okay, Okay, so we have uh, five nominees, and a lot of these movies are on streaming services or on your Netflix, 
pay-per-view hoopla digital so uh you'll you'll hear a wide variety of well-known movies and a little obscure stuff so for the nominees are gareth keelan keegan as the muscle-bound horse trainer in diana the musical <laughs> nick cannon in the misfits mel gibson in dangerous uh jared leto in house of uh, gucci ben affleck in the last duel so again Best worst supporting actor of a film from last year: Ben Affleck, Last Duel, Jared Leto, House of Gucci, Mel Gibson, Dangerous, Nick Cannon, The Misfits, and from Diana the Musical, Gareth Keen, <laughs> Keegan. Keegan. Yeah, let's see Diana the Musical. Did you? Yes. So we should take a preface. This is not necessarily a movie. It is a full-on Broadway musical that was recorded very professionally really yeah and was like it's pandemic ready because this is a full like you would probably spend a couple hundred to see this production and they have a very lavish very well done pbs more or better style presentation of the full musical diana the musical which is a terrible campy fucking musical right like it closed it, it closed in a couple of days or whatever or a few <laughs> weeks it closed uh, quicker than they thought and they had this video and of course netflix popped it in and so it's not necessarily a movie but if you are a fan of the word i like camp you're gonna like this movie this uh, <laughs> musical so that it's basically summer. yeah and we'll talk about it because it's in many categories but one of the people i guess i guess they're referring to her confidant who follows her through her epic as a as lady to, to queen or to princess uh i think the line he's he saying horse trainer the king and creed the, no i don't know if it's a horse trainer i like this is her assistant he goes uh okay. the king and queen decree that you must follow me so i don't know if it's that guy or maybe like i think it's the guy she falls in love with like she has like a a thirst for her. Uh, I don't know. Uh, high camp, you know. I didn't see it because I just cannot stand musicals, so I just didn't watch it. I watched many others, but we, they, uh, Diana the musical has a lot of nominations and for different reasons, and we'll get to them. Keep going for worst supporting actor, Nick Cannon, uh, from Out in the Misfits. Yeah, I've I've heard of Diana, and I've heard of the musical, and I've heard of Netflix, even though it's the first time I've heard them in this order. I have no idea. Tell, can you tell the audience what the misfits are? Yeah, did you see it? I have seen the whole movie, yes. Okay, okay. this movie was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't make sense in the real world. You just didn't believe it. Uh, the yeah. misfits, it was, okay, heist action film, right? Directed right. by Willie Harlan. Do we know him? He did Cliffhanger. He did uh, Speed, I guess, the first two or the first one. Okay. Uh, no, he didn't do Randy. He didn't do Speed. I got him mixed up with another gentleman. But he did a lot of great '90s action films that you like, and he okay. still makes movies for a living, and uh, it includes this one. The film was a box office disaster and received negative reviews. One cool thing is the desert scene was like there really was a, a sandstorm during the desert scene. They shot in a sandstorm. It was very difficult for them. <laughs> Listen, uh, this movie wasn't good because it's just not believable in the real world. It's like they live in a fake world, you know? Right, which is not the first of these films that have this kind of uh, heightened cadence uh, 
It is a heist film where a group, untouchable group, like the A-Team or the right. Losers, or, and they're smirky about it. They know they'll never get caught. And it's narrated by the most unnarratable, like, Nick Cannon, you know, I thought he, he did fine. It's a movie, the shot it was in the coat. I mean, it was, one thing about these movies that we're going to notice is that there's a weird disjointment about these 180 degree shots of one person talking cut to another person talking. Yeah. And uh, with like body doubles and you never feel like they're in the same room. There's some movies that you do feel like they're giving it all and they're in a room. But the Misfits had Pierre Bronson and he, maybe it's because of COVID, but he would be on an airplane with a full face and full screen and he would say, yeah. And then they would cut to everyone else in the airplane and they'd go, yeah. And they go, well, they go, come on. And they cut back and forth. And it's like, <clears throat> was it because COVID. that's how they make these movies anyway or and or also COVID? I don't know. There were films that were shut down and slowed down in 2021 by COVID, and we'll get to them. Yeah. This, this one obviously wasn't if they were doing that, right? It was like, yeah, it was like Ocean's Eleven. It was kind of a caper film. Yeah, where... the thing is, it's like everything works for them, and everything's easy for them, you know? Right, and right. Like, like, if you go to Ocean's Eleven, like, the guy's an acrobat, so he's flipping in the, you know, he's got superpowers. And they do it like Smoking Aces, where they stop the action, change the color of the, the saved screen to sepia, and said so that guy's named Wick, because when he was a kid, he used to light off firecrackers. And then they cut to him as a kid, and you know, and nothing in the past is going to be bad, right? So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm not worried about him. It's a flashback. What's going to happen? Doug always fucked around with explosives. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it it was not good, and uh, Nick Cannon really had not much personality. But it's also not believable. Like, um, uh, he's at the bar talking to his daughter, right? Right. And and they're like doing this banter back and forth. It was like not believable. I, I don't. I, uh, know. It was just yeah. It was it wasn't believable. He just didn't fill the role. So Pierre that's the misfits showing okay. his age too. Who who was showing his age? Pierre Bronson. Pierre, he's seventy. Pierre. He's 70, 70 years old. Then, then never mind. Yeah, he's not showing his age. That he was, yeah, he looked fine. He looked fine. Our next I movie. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> our next uh, worst supporting actor is Mel Gibson. Well, wait, can we watch the Misfits trailer? Let's keep talking, Carl. If uh, we need to fill time, we can watch it later. Uh, yeah, but that's cheap. That's no. Cheap you want to do it? Could, all right, go ahead. Segment. But you play the audio though. Okay, because I can't I'm, play the audio. That's what I'm saying. Even if I play the audio, it's going to sound muddled. You play the audio. Uh, you want me to play the audio? Skip ads. Skip ads. Why would you have an ad on a movie Skip. trailer? It's so tacky. Right, okay. Do you want me to do it then? Yeah, the channel we like is... Freaking movie trailers source. Movie trailers source. All right. Ready? In three, two... One, go. You suck. <laughs> this is rated R for never going to be in the movie house. Tim Roth, right? He was good. He was in like eight scenes. No, but yeah, he was good. Film. Do you, really? Do you think he was only? No, he was in a few more scenes than that. 
this is the unreal world they're in, where every single person is rich. I think it was like Azerbaijan or something. Right. Well, that's a great place to shoot a movie. You don't have to do this. Oh, he's the prince. The most wick. Yeah, he has right. He was the prince. Violet. Wick. Uh, yeah, oh, like right. this is a good example. It's just so easy. He goes in there, just unlocks them, switches. Yeah, no, I agree. And then nothing follows up. You never see him going back. I six months later, I collected all everything. Yeah. No, you never. Yeah, that's right. But they break into a prison in Abu Dhabi, and then they steal gold, and they do it. But the thing is, it's like they got this perfect black dark room. They've got this perfect monitor. Everyone's giving the book report. It's all figured out. It's just so easy. Oh, my God. What was Nick Cannon doing? He was impersonating, like, an inspector at a prison. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I came into the inspector prison, and... <laughs> I sound, you know, it was so just not believable. There it is. Right, and he's like, it was funny and everything, but it just wasn't real. Like, oh, Wick has to dance to a prison, and then some guys like, yes sir, yes sir, just not. A very few of these scenes, you see them together. They're just like, you know, maybe a body double or so. They took all the gold. Thank you, trailer. The trailer <laughs> gives this whole movie away. Yes. Because there is no twist ending. No, that, they get away with it. Listen, I got to tell you, that's a horrible ending in which they thought he had run off with the money and then he changed his mind. Do you remember? Yeah, because they took all the gold. They turned it into a Maltese falcon. And because they took the gold from the Muslim Brotherhood. Do you remember that? That made it okay. Yeah. And oh, so we're going to steal the, the gold. Yeah. So th this fight seems stupid as fuck. Because it's not believable. She flips in a chair like she's in the Matrix. Because, 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 because they, she's tied up and she has to escape. So she flips in a circle. Not All right. Cool. So he is a good contender. Uh, just missed the mark when it came to just being a presentable action star of uh, Nick Cannon. Now, going up next, well, it's a movie I, I am. One hour into, uh, Carl, you've seen Dangerous, right? Yes, I have. I've seen an hour into it. Shut up. Shut up, YouTube. Shut up, YouTube. And then worse is like, then do you want me to send this ad to the phone? No, I want you to turn off autoplay. Anyway, hi, Carl. Hi. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about this Dangerous. All right. All right. Okay. This it was a fine film. It was a fine film. I don't understand why it's here on the Razzies. No. Okay, the weakest link of this film was the bad guy, right? I mean, he was all he was, Hollywood predictable. Well, he was a Hollywood like uh, villain. Like I recognized his right. weird looking face. I just couldn't place it. Well, that's the thing. Like you don't need to place it. You've seen this movie before. It right. was just a Hollywood movie with the standard bad guy. You got something I want, you know. Well, that's that's the worst part. Of it. Yeah, it becomes Key Largo. They're on a their own island, which has something in it, and a bunch of gangsters are going because the guy who had it died. But un but unfortunate for them, the dead good brother's brother is a living psychopath who only keeps people living because he takes pills and kind of like Crank and he has calls a his right and like Crank he calls his shrink or like in the point gross point blank. You gotta help me. I'm gonna go again. Just take your pills. 
And the Just Take You Pills guy is none other than worst movie uh, actor, Mel Gibson, who is awful. Like, out of all these people, I, he did not, he phoned it in, or I don't know. Literally, maybe, right? Literally. Yeah, he was on the phone. COVID calls. Uh, I thought Mel Gibson did a perfectly believable shrink guy. I don't know. And Clint Eastwood's character was kind of wooden, but that was part of his character. That was part of his character. I was part of his character, you know? And the mom was okay, and the love interest. There's that. No, she. There was no real love interest. They, no. they okay. The kid. I don't know. I don't see the why mom, the movie's in the Razzies. I, I like the his mom was cool. So the plot is is that uh, Scott Eastwood, right? Scott Clint's son. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, he is uh, a psychopath. He's like a Dexter. He kills a bunch yeah. of people. And now he's on these pills, that he, and he takes phone calls to Mel Gibson, the psychi- psychoanalyst, to make sure he doesn't kill. Right. I don't do that anymore. Violent. I don't do it anymore. He takes, like, a plastic toy and jams it fatally through some guy's uh, leg. But he keeps him there. He doesn't, like, finish. He doesn't crack his neck or do pull a fatality. He doesn't yeah, do a fatality. <laughs> you know, when he plays Mortal Kombat, they're like, finish him. And he's like, no, these pills prevent me from finishing them. <laughs> Finish him. Fatality. No, I don't do that anymore. I'll do a bubality, a frontality. There's no frontality. Go home. Finish him. It received negative reviews from critics for its plot and editing, though there was some praise was given to Eastwood's performance. Now this this gold from the Japanese submarine, that's a real story. Oh, okay. Now this will press you to no end. Dangerous 2, The Inferno is in the works, and Mel Gibson has already signed on. (laughs) Yeah, he just has to be in a room for a day, and then he's out. Yeah. So basically, he goes to his brother's funeral, as well as the bad guys, and and suddenly in real time, until the the end of the running film, uh, length of the movie, they they just square off and and tell the last man standing. Yeah. but I haven't seen the last half hour, so anything. But so that's Mel Gibson. I no, thought he no, was. He just. He just called and I, I think he just bullshit his way through this one. That's my opinion. Okay, trailer time. All right. Oh, all right. Oh, mm-hmm. I gotta get the sound going. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 we like the channel. It's dangerous. 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 Twenty twenty one. Notorious. It's also movie trailer source. Damn. Also, like, damn. Here. What's it called? Dangerous? Yeah. E A N G E R. Yeah. Now, this is the official trailer. Okay. All right. Oh, I guess we crank it up, baby. I'm going to use the studio sound for this one. All right. Uh, Let me make sure a trailer ad doesn't play. Now, Mike, do the count right. A pace okay. count. Dot, dot, dot. Just All right, three. here we go. Three, three, two, one, go. Go, go, go. Oh, so that's Tema uh, Jenkins. Yeah, FBI lady. She's in like she's in no scenes with anybody. She's just, there's the murder island. Yeah. Look, they're not in the same room together. Right. That you you. 
See, he's phoning it in. He is. He's on the phone. There's the young guy. Oh, Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson. Freeze! Freeze! Get in the cage! They just have to happen to have a cage. Well, it's a, yeah, it's like a hotel, Murder Island hotel and and rig. Now here's the weakest link. This guy is just every bad guy who's maniacal. Well, he's like you. All his henchmen go down except for him until the end. Right. Which you haven't seen. I know, but I figured it out. I thought this scene right here was it. I thought I made it to the end of this movie, and then I realized I still had a half hour. I was only an hour into it. <laughs> they have the final confrontation now with Kevin Durant. Well, they're going to go down and find the sub. You don't know about that yet. There's the sub. It's in the trailer. Oh, the trailer. Didn't seen it. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a sub. It's a military base, right? Oh, he gets to use a gun? <laughs> yeah. It's just a military submarine. Dangerous. Dangir. Did you really kill people, Uncle D? Ooh. They were all bad. In select theaters. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Which ones to avoid? I, I enjoyed this film. I don't know it's not, why it's in the Razzies. I, I thought that. And it was just a dumb Hollywood film, but why make the Razzies? It was. But okay. I think it's I think it's because it's a ridiculous idea that like here's a psychopath who is uh, uh, also in a like Key Largo situation where suddenly it's panic room or like you know these gangsters yeah. are here to take the goods and it becomes that kind of film which is like how is it, it was, they totally lock down the house oh because they have a little lever and he pulls it and then suddenly every single window blank 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 perfectly and oiled it's been high it's maintained yeah. not only that they start shooting at the aluminum and ping ping boom and then they're like oh you know i think the aluminum signing is bulletproof they bulletproof the house the, the premise is it's a world war ii like a naval base right so i guess so yes i guess that's its excuse well, for worst supporting actor, I do think Mel Gibson just kind of phoned it in. He was just kind of loose, you know. Okay. Just, at least the tone from everybody else. Uh, I don't, you know. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's go. Our next, uh, last but not least, Jared Leto. Leto. Jared Leto. But Jared it's Leto. not last. It's not last. Second uh, last. Second last. Our penultimate, Jared Leto and House of Gucci. Carl, have you seen this? Yes. Tell me all about it. You I didn't see not, it? No, I've not seen it, and I'm voting for it. But go ahead, tell me why. Oh, no, you didn't see it. Okay, look, this movie was okay. It was okay. But the thing was weird. It's like, who's the hero? You see, the movie starts out, and Lady Gaga's totally the hero, right? But then in the middle, she does all this mischief, and in the middle, she gets shipped off with the daughter, and, and then all of a sudden, Kylo Ren becomes the hero of the film. And we're what now we're following his story. Typical trilogy bullshit. Also, it didn't end right. In the end, Lady Gaga was, you know, all characters change in the end, right? She was obviously the main character, but she didn't change to have like remorse for what she did or justify it. Instead, she changed pathetic. It didn't end right. Now, this film was directed by Ridley Scott. Why wasn't it good? 
one of two movies he directed, two and a half hour movies he, he was released last year. And he's uh, in his 80s or something weird. You, you know, I haven't seen it. I will see it the moment it shows up on HBO Max. I'll be the first person to stream it <laughs> over coffee before work. Yeah. However, however, I am voting for Jared Leto because he has been in the pop culture conversation. When it comes to bad movies, it is uh-huh. the word, it is, he is the wordle of bad movies when it comes to, <laughs> to last year. Everybody talked about this performance. I've heard plenty of movie reviewers do impressions. Uh, I've seen people talk well, was about he it. The brother, the dumb brother. Yeah, with the okay. accent. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was jokey. It was. It was. It wasn't good. And also, he stuck out like a sore thumb because he was surrounded by. I mean, Lady Gaga did a good job, and so did uh, right. Tyler Red. Okay, Tyler Red. Yeah, Al Pacino was there, and he was Je- Jeffrey Irons. Did I ever tell you the time I went to see Baby Driver and it was Adam Driver's mom showing pictures of uh, him as a baby? <laughs> really? Yeah. Terrible. All right. Well, so that I definitely, that's my vote. Do we want to okay. watch the trailer to have yes. some Yes. I have uh, MGM Studios mercifully at two minutes. <laughs> okay. MGM Studios. Uh, yeah. Okay. Two minutes. Pausing, rewinding to zero, zero, zero. You want to do the countdown, Carl? Why don't you do the countdown and I'll just play it. No, you're the... All right. All right. Ready? All right. Oh, you have trailer two? I'm ready to criticize you for your... Wait, you have trailer two. Let me make sure I have trailer two. Okay, maybe I... No, I can go back. Two minutes, 24. Yeah, no, I want the one that's two minutes and two minutes seconds. Okay, then it's trailer. Yeah, yep, uh-huh. there we go. Pausing. Pausing. Zero, zero, zero. Three, two, one, go. Criticizing your countdown. I did bad? No, you did great. Ooh, Deborah Harry. Gookiki. You know, they're the only people who don't fake Gucci bags. They're like, yeah, we have them. That was in there, right? Fake- oh, you didn't see it. No, I haven't seen it. I'm telling you, once it hits streaming services, I'm there. Well, Lady Gaga was really pissed that there are knockoff Gucci stuff. Then Al Pacino's like, Al Pacino's in this. That's the brother. Yeah. A cousin, I mean cousin. There he is, Jared. He looks like Travis Bickle. <laughs> this got a lot of awards. It's got a good soundtrack. It's all disco Because that's when they were huge. Firecracker. Yeah, no, I think Jared Leto deserves it. I'm not I'm not in the way to stop it. Uh oh, the song's getting ominous. Things are getting ominous, Carl. Uh-huh. Ooh, you you uh... chose a shorter trailer. Oh I did, didn't I? That's which is good. I'm saying it's still so long. There's <laughs> How this long is this part movie? He goes to uh, Lady Gaga. She's like, I'm helping you with your business. And he goes, My uncle is in jail and my cousin hates me. I am fair. 
<laughs> All right, Lady Gaga and Jared Leto. Yeah, uh, I can't believe we watched that trailer. Why? Who cares? Damn well, you. I don't know. It's like if you're it's gonna call on the Razzies, you need to know what you're talking about. You haven't even seen this movie or voted for that dude. Yeah, I am. That's the only time I'm doing that. The rest I've seen. Well, there's one other movie I haven't seen yet. We'll get to Uh-oh. it. Don't tell me it's the Last Duel. Did you see the Last Duel? I have seen The Last Duel on HBO Max. That's a two-hour and 45-minute movie, and I have seen at least 45 minutes of it. So don't give me some shit about The Last Duel. I saw plenty of Ben Affleck in that movie. I'm almost done with it, Carl. I watched a little here, a little there. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, HBO Max also has Looney Tunes, so I'll watch now, Looney ben Tunes. Ben Affleck in The Last Duel. Ben Affleck as the last duel. He is the king of France. Right, yes, France? France, you're right. Oh, it's now, France. You're right again. This is Ridley Scott again. Yeah, right? So there's a second Ridley Scott-directed uh, performance that made the worst list, the last, the yeah. ultimate, of uh, worst supporting actor. And, uh, and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote together that um, Mork film. This was the first film. The Mork film. Yeah, what's it called? Last Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill yeah. Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, starring Mark. <laughs> they hadn't written a screenplay together since they wrote this again. Now, they now, haven't bought a right a screenplay and put their name on. Yeah. Now you you watched part of this, almost all of it, right? Almost Matt, almost all of it. Matt Damon is a dummy in it, like his character. Yeah, he's great. He's okay, not, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Matt Damon has no problem playing dummies and looking stupid on camera. Looking Never stupid. Even, um, there's, you know that movie where he shrinks? Yeah, that's exactly Downsize. He plays Downsize. a total moron. Well, that movie is exactly why I love him is because he's very physical in his acting, extremely <laughs> physical. Like the way that guy in Downsizing walks, like especially at the end, he's just uh-huh. has this like, duh, duh, like you can feel the physical weight. And the same with this guy. He's a spiteful little kill monster who like can't settle down. Can't, and he has like weird walking like yeah. he walks weird he breathes weird it's, it's a great performance <laughs> do you very remember physical um oceans 11 uh-huh he played a stupid guy in that too yeah but it was yeah i think it was just playing a persona of him but yeah no you're right well no like uh like he goes up to um um brad pitt and he goes like oh i, I, I shouldn't have even bothered you guys he goes, then i'd still be sleeping remember he always played a dummy in oceans 11 that everyone that's right you're right same thing in Interstellar. Like he went cuckoo. Remember, he That's tried right. to connect to the spaceship and, and the airlock wasn't in and he blew himself up. Okay. All right. Okay. No, I agree with you. He's a great performer. What do you think of Ben Affleck's performance in The Horrible. Last Duel? Horrible. Really? Yes. And I don't think that Matt Damon's performance was especially good. It did have all that physicality you're talking about. And he was serious about what he was doing. But, I mean, it, I don't know. He was playing a dummy. But Ben Affleck, you knew it was Ben Affleck, and his hair was all bleached. I what? just felt like le- there's like some levity to what he, his position was, and that was kind of the threat of it, and that it was disarming. It was disarming to hear him do a surfer. Dude, I, I, to quote the Razzies from their description, 
with his bleach blonde hair, yeah. Nick beard, and surfer dude line readings, Affleck turns his 14th century Me Too melodrama into Beavis and Butthead do the Middle Ages. <laughs> I think he wins the Razzie, but I mean, okay. it, it was so bad. Um, All right, fair enough. Uh, you you, you know yeah. the duel at the end? Did you see the duel? No, no, that's where I'm right at, actually, to be honest with you. It took them two weeks to film it. It took them a one – no, it took two months to choreograph it. And it's two, been taking me two weeks to watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we let's listen to the trailer of a movie that we're, we're well familiar of it. Which one we, do you like? Well, it wasn't just the shortest one. There's an 18-minute one. There's a 17-minute one. Let's do the official trailer, Last Duel from 20th Century Studios. Uh, this is two and a half minutes. That's plenty of Last Duel. And uh, is this broken into different parts? Like one person, Ben Affleck, tells you it. And I, then, oh, all right. Yeah. Let's make sure I don't get an ad for the ad. Nope, good deal. All right. Uh, let's do the countdown. Get your fingers ready on the pause button. In <laughs> three, two, one, go. Oh. Oh, this is the they're, they're asking her. Where are you in your life? He's gone, girl. Was she in that movie? No, but I think she was lying in that movie. What are these art? What is this art? This stuff, the little boxes. Why? Yeah, I know. I think it's the modernized adult movie. Did you see the half-faced mask? That wasn't realistic. They did that to show that they were doing their own stunts. Seriously. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I can't just ignore it. There's a surfer dude with Look, a beat neck not beard. Believable. He's out of place. Like I, I, I thought it was a believable performance. Well, there you go. You had two different performances in Ridley Scott where they both act differently than everyone else. And, and I bought this one. Fought against you. Now, I also don't like. They played with time like Tarantino, showing the different perspectives from different people. Yeah. But it would always felt the same. It always felt like you were seeing the same scene again. There's no con stark contrast. I don't know. I thought Kylo Ren was a good friend of Matt Damon. He pretty he put up with that. He told the king he was cool. He's like, yeah, he's weird, but he's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he was he acted like a prick on the battlefield. Well, he was a soldier, you know. He killed for you, my lord. He, his intentions were good. He didn't think he was going to lose. Hello, Ren. Hello, <laughs> Ren. Oh. That's funny. She was silent when. All right. Wow. And you know what? It was only in theaters. It was only in theaters. Carla came out in October. And it was the first time I went back to the movie house. 
and I saw uh, James Bond. Uh huh. And I said, no, oh, last who was Octopus. also playing? Yeah, that's last time I went to the theater. It was Octopussy. Uh, it was someone where uh, what was it? Squirrel versus uh, Calamar Lander. I, I don't remember what they was mm-hmm. but last duel was also playing i'm like i should go see that that's yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's the and, film but, but it know, took that me a film while. lost 91 million dollars uh what they it, misplaced it cost 100 million dollars to make it and they made they made nine million dollars it's no such, no such thing uh, it's it's just the you know so you have a copy of a hundred million dollar budget nine million dollar profit a loss of 91 million dollars it Corona messed with this film too. It slowed it down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Of, you know, they're outside at least. Yeah. A lot of times you see people. They're like standing on the other side of the room or the other side of the field. They're like, oh right. <laughs> no, I mean literally. They had to shut down the shoot for two months for some Corona thing. Wow. Our our loss, I guess. All right. So. The tally, worst supporting actor, Carla is going with Ben Affleck. I am going with Jared Leto. Both yeah, but I don't matter. I mean, you're an Academy member. You will be voting. Oh, no. You will. You matter. Your voice matters. My voice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to go to a new category. This is uh, the worst ripoff. Let me, I have the official title here. Or Sequely? Sequel? Oh, like, like the Chipmunks movie? Worst remix? Worst remake, ripoff, <laughs> or sequel. The queen. Uh-huh. Nominees are Women in the Window, Karen, Tom and Jerry, the movie Space Jam, A New Legacy, and Twist. Okay. The Woman in the Window, it was not a ripoff of Rear Window from Hitchcock because it was from a book. Um, they do reference Rear Window. She watches it in the beginning of the film. There's a yeah, there's Jimmy Stewart a- in the beginning. That makes it pretty clear, but um, there is a book. He he. Uh, Twenty eighteen novel of the same name by A.J. Finn. He was a cop who was jumping around San Francisco or or I don't know Brooklyn uh, rooftops, grabbed no that's maybe I think of Vertigo, but anyway he he fell off and he injured himself and then so J- Jimmy Stewart was looking using his camera and looking through the back. Yeah, he was stuck in the apartment. He was in a wheelchair or something. Right. And he witnessed a murder. Okay. So in this, she has a traumatic family uh, tragedy. The most traumatic tragedy. They died of death a hall. Yeah, that's right. They were in the car, and there was just too much death death a hall. And they died of death a hall. And so she she doesn't leave the house. She's all alone. And her house is beautiful. Ah, She has um, a gross a grossophobia, a grossophobia. Uh, he does can't watch the father for family ties, Michael Gross. <laughs> and she meets the new neighbors by introduction of their bratty son, who's right. from uh, White Lotus, and uh, then meets her the bratty mom, who's Julianne Moore, who I thought was really good in this movie. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. And Gary, is it Omen? Yeah, it's Gary Oldman, right? It's not Gary Sinise. He's to ter- no, but Gary Oldman is what the internet told me. I think it's spelled wrong. Oh. How do you say it? Oldman, I would always. Oldman. Oldman. Gary Oldman. 
Yeah, Gary Oldman is the ooh shady, suspectable father, and suddenly the woman that she hung out with and came over to her house no longer exists or has been murdered or some such. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. that's exactly right. And then she has she goes through a breakdown again, and then ultimately the pieces are passed together. She's confronted with this real killer, and she survives and goes outside where snowflakes land on her head. <laughs> Yeah. Now look, I thought this was a good movie. Why don't we like this movie? Well, it, this friends? movie, this movie will appear in other categories, but when it comes to worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, I'm going to concur. It wasn't the only COVID uh, woman in her apartment. The Netflix self cannibalized themselves released this movie. Yeah, you know, it's supposed to be like a theatrical release movie. Joe Wright is a famous director, and this is his new movie. And- Scathing reviews. Scathing reviews, but not only did Netflix release The Woman in the Window, they released a television series called The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl. Yeah. In the window, which is a complete parody of this. It makes fun of every single point in this movie. And the so end, than, but, but was it a comedy? It seemed like it was a serious film. I bet like, oh, the movie was a. Show. I haven't seen the television show. I mean, I watched the two oh, hours. Wait till you see the twist ending. Wait till you find out who's the killer. All right, I'm going to have to watch it. Don't tell me. I'll watch it. I do. I'm going to tell you. Now, this yeah. woman in the window, it only took two months to shoot. That was pretty quick. Yeah. You know, they do a, like a little neat trick, in the, and, but it's basically just shot in one stage, you know. Yes. There's some new, new stuff. So, uh, and the director pretended he liked that. He's just, you know, and when he was talking up the film in those interviews, they yeah, do. really great. It's great yeah. to, to during COVID not to acknowledge COVID. Uh, Steven Sonnenberg directed a movie that's on uh, HBO now called Kimmy, and it's the same story, but it takes place during COVID. She uh-huh. puts a mask on when she goes outside, yeah. but she doesn't want to go outside, and there's other people who are scared to go outside. And, Does she see know, a woman get killed? She hears it. She, uh-huh. you know, she she listens to uh, That's our smart twist. speakers. Yeah, she heard it was smart speakers. But yeah, there's a but there's a, obviously he points out immediately. There's a guy across the street who watches her. Uh huh. Immediately starts off with another stalker looking at her. All right, check this out. Right, check yeah. this out. It was reported that in July 2019 by the Hollywood Reporter that the film left test audiences confused. So the Film's debut had been pushed from 2019 to 2020, so the studio could work on reshoots. Mm. So I guess it came out in 2021, when Netflix got the rights. That's why. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I'll talk about the movie more, but woof, woof, woof. All right, forget it. Let's watch right. the trailer. Okay, so I see Netflix has an official trailer. Woman in the window, two and a half minutes. Because they're oh, proud. Oh. They're proud. Because they don't edit, they don't. They don't say, "Hey, you should edit this down to ninety minutes." All right, <laughs> I go to Netflix, and the first category is ninety-minute films. Like, how do you know? All right, ready in three, two, one, go. Perfect countdown. Oh, Perfect. Maybe I should put the sound on. She lives in a beautiful house. Gorgeous. Look at that drip. I like the way that, like, she was talking to her family. We didn't understand they were dead. I figured that out pretty quickly. Because she married, like, Anthony Mackie, who's in the credits, and you're like, what is, where's Anthony Mackie? 
It's like flashback. Uh huh. Yeah, Julianne Moore was crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I'll let you draw me. Yeah, look at that. She's got a nice house bath with the candles. Oh, she's got money. Well, isn't she a therapist that the people come to her house? Uh, I don't remember. I know her therapist comes over to her house and gives her, or like her counselor. I like this movie. I don't know why it's in the Razzies. And it was based on a 2018 book. Yeah, I think Gary Oldman wasn't good. Oh, the cops were cool. I'm Jane Russell. What? What? I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. All she wanted was a Pepsi. And That's all she wanted. And her mom would have given it to her. Oh, you're the one that's crazy. I'm not crazy. You're the one who's crazy. Institutionalized. Because of, with the oh, the trailer gives it away. So she drinks and does. You know, I swear to God, you're right. The the TV show, it wasn't a parody of it, but it was like, maybe they think it's tribute, a different take. It's like, but every like cliche was, seems like it's going to be dragged down to eight episodes. <laughs> it was. It was only one season because it was a movie that was drawn yeah, out over eight. Out to, yeah. And was it one of the things where it's like, you have a celebrity and then here's some young actors doing all the heavy lifting. There was this one time in it, one episode in which she like has sex with this. Uh, I won't ruin it for you guys, but it was just stupid the amount of sex they had. It was like they were doing softcore porn on TV. It really was. And the actress, I was like, "Don't you have any respect for yourself, girl?" All right. Well, whatever. Well, now I'm definitely seeing it. I don't know why. Uh... The woman in the window. Woman in the window. That is worse. Uh, make... Yeah. Of rear window next in the category is the 2011 movie 2021 movie karen uh from bet plus and if you have bet it's playing there and so i guess it's a tv movie or you could definitely rent it uh i saw it on hoopla digital thank you hoopla <laughs> digital how come Otherwise, you keep plugging hoopla because it's a 6.99 rent and i saw it for free because i had a library card hoopla digital Okay, I'm writing. It. I'm writing it. So, have you seen Karen? Have you put six? Yeah, yeah, down? yeah. You did. Digital. Yeah. The first thing I want to say is, again, I don't agree with the Razzies. This is not an inadvertent remake of Cruella. Why don't we say that and move on, and then we can get back to uh, Karen later? No. Why? Well, because Karen's also nominated for a hundred million other things. Oh, okay. So you want to? Okay, okay. No, but we could talk so, about it now. We're, we're going to show the trailer anyway. Library uh, card. Hoop, yeah. Thank you, Hoopla Digital. Um, so it's listed as show? a. Look, it's listed as a worst remake, right? Uh, as an inadvertent remake of Cruella. Cruella, by the way, there is one film in this list that reminds me a lot like Cruella. Cruella is this fake Disney reverse yeah. engineered, unnecessary one origin story. Mm -hmm. The problem with origin stories is that here's the beginning, solid, and then it never ends. It sets itself up for sequels. <laughs> the story never ends. It's here, but here's how it starts. And so it was 
just and it was like using punk rock from this london as you know it was using the goodwill of london to try to push its attitude you okay. know as a kid i it's a decent kids movie i i can see kids liking it the fashion is fun in it but at the end of the day it's just product uh, that was recent right yeah that came out it's on disney plus you know but it was a 2001 release well yeah, i don't agree with the uh, the remake ripoff or sequel i don't think it's e any of those. I don't think it was a remake of Cruella. No, because Cruella didn't live in a neighborhood and didn't try to, like, you know, yeah. uh, break the law. Let's talk about Karen. Let's talk about Karen. Sure. There so is Karen this film. It's called Lakeview Terrace with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Did you ever see it? It's the opposite. A, 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 a white man moves in with his black wife. And Samuel L. Jackson just does not like that. And the whole film is about... Uh, I'm going to have to see it. I haven't seen it. I have seen The Intruder from Dennis Quaid and Megan uh, Good, where it's... Uh, he lives it, in the house. Yeah, he gives up the house. He sells the house to this young couple, right. a black couple. It was he good. Doesn't, he doesn't leave. And he also, I, like, people will be like, ah, oh, I had a cigarette. I'm going to toss the cigarette on the ground. And then, like, you know, they find the, the guy's, the smoker's dead body twisted into a cigarette butt. <laughs> Who would have done it? It was Dennis Quaid. So it was like Dennis Quaid harassing this, this couple. Yeah. A white guy harassing a, a black couple. So I felt it was a little like that. I haven't seen, like, View Terrace, but I have seen Karen. And it's... No, but Karen was too on the nose. Karen was too on the nose. I mean, it was like what people suspect, you know, you're thinking but not saying, you know? And, like, remember the scene in which she offended all the people in the oh, party? Oh, at the housewarming party, yeah. It was so on the nose. Uh, well, she was saying that's exact, every... That's exactly how I felt this movie. I thought it was for its advantage to be that blunt and on the No, nose. but it was saying all the buzzwords, like, uh, she said, you people. She said slavery was so long ago. It's like all the... It was like a politics thing here. It was like a message. It was like a message hill. board. It was like it was like a Twitter, like where you follow the feed and you follow people. But there respond. are people in the world who think that that's what all white people are really like behind our, you know, what we're thinking, what, you, what, how we talk amongst ourselves. Can you, can you like view the movie as a horror film where she's an abstract yeah. horror? She's racism, and yeah. every every button gets pushed in this movie. Everything's on the nose because it's, it's so blunt that it's always going to be on the nose. They're pointing yeah. directly at your nose this entire movie, <laughs> and every like god awful thing—the the, passive aggressive apologies, that that housewarming thing where he got into an argument and like, right? You know, he says it's Black Lives Matter. She's all lives matter. Yeah, you know, right. Like, That's what right. I'm saying. It's too on the nose. It was everything politics. But it was it was. I felt it was like Halloween. He's Michael Myers. They can't like. Yeah. Know, this is like the racism is always here. And it's always present, and every example they, they get pulled over by the cops. Uh, the, the cops also they video they arrest these kids who live in the neighborhood, and everyone's recording it. And yeah, it's uh, so on the nose. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I also thought it was well directed, to be honest with you. It wasn't static, and I thought her TV performance shows. was good too. Both of them, a good yeah, actress. her and, a... and the wife, the umami, I guess, and Malik were with the couple and lived next door. No, I mean Karen. I mean Karen. Karen. Her acting was good. The, the The couple were they did their job. They did their job, but I have to tell you that. So she uh, is so Karen 
is uh, the, the the actress is in another movie, and so and then another actress is in this movie, Karen, and in the other movie, uh, we're gonna get you, or there's nowhere to hide. I forget the name uh -huh, of the film. Uh -huh. Uh, no place to go or some shit like that. So Mary Christina Brown is in this movie. She's like, I think she's on the HOA board or something. Okay. And just kind of flat. And then when she's uh, in this other movie, when we get to it, she's worse than the nominee for worst actress. Like, really? Uh, yeah. So we'll, when we get to it, I'll, I'll tell you about it. But just want to give you a heads up for Mary Christina Brown. She's in Karen. And she's just as bad as she is in... Uh, <laughs> Gotta, gotta squash them all, or whatever this film was called. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I liked Karen. I thought it was well directed. I thought the guy like had like he would move the camera around. It had some energy. It didn't feel like it was being shot in uh, in Georgia, which it was, you know, in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that bugs you. Get everything getting shot. I mean, in Georgia. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> I and, don't know why, but okay. Uh, do you want to go to movie trailer source? Okay. Uh, for Karen. Movie trailer source is our ad. What the God? God, I wonder what's ad for the movie, not ad for your ad, right? All right, here we go. I got the sound going. I did do the countdown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing the countdown. Three, two, one, go. Quiver, quiver, yeah. Coke Daniels. I thought this was fine. Maybe you just gotta get the chocolate. The cul-de-sac. Nice neighborhood. Yeah. Uh oh, so there's a Karen next door. Right, she tells her to keep it down. It was unreasonable how they, she kicked them out. They weren't being loud. No, but they got kicked out. Yeah. The next day they're outside yelling at the trash cans off the curb right when the trash is picked up. Is she nice? Wait a minute. We have a wife entitled neighbor named Karen. Karen. Where they go? Karen is a Karen. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. See, they videoed it. She right. she doesn't get on the phone until fifty-four minutes into this film. I'm scared. Right. I'm scared. They were trying to frame, right? The cop shot the brother. Sean. Yeah, her yeah, brother's a cop, and he's a piece of shit. And her brother. Her cop brother. That, yeah, yeah. But her husband was killed by black vigilantes, according to the uh, the, the guard, the, 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 the lawyer. Yeah, she, they meet the, the kid, the parents' yeah. par children. That's what I mean. Like, it's so on the nose. Like, I, there are people in this world who think we all like the Confederate flag. What do we have here? They framed them. Uh, it was planted. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you could tell from the weed he was smoking, and it uh, may be a different. Karen, uh oh, blood dripping. No one dies in this. He doesn't kill anybody. I don't know why there's blood dripping on the logo. Yeah, they're just trying to. Trying to. Well, I actually like this movie, and I don't think it should be in any of these categories. Uh, I thought the direction was fine. It was. It was definitely an exploitation film. They took this like one meme 
and they ran with it and they put everything but racism is like the boogeyman and it's a boogeyman movie where the evil's always there always present and of course she's going to act this way in this movie and i thought she did well like i don't think she deserves being voted well whatever we'll get to it but well i uh, thought her acting was fine i don't yeah, I thought it was fine she, she did her exactly job. Was, she did her job well and i don't think it's a remake so it is kind of yeah i think it's just there as a joke and we spend a lot of time Tom and Jerry the movie is listed as worst remake, ripoff, or sequel okay, with the commentary. I, why? I gotta disagree again with the Razzies. How is this a remake? A, I mean, it's a it's a series, a sequel, a ripoff. It's a reboot. Reboot, I guess. Uh, I guess. Again, HBO Max during 2021 showed dated release movies uh, theatrically and on HBO Max. So I saw it when it came out and. Michael Pena was the best thing in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really, really funny. He was brilliant. And uh, everyone else was great, but, you know, he definitely, not everyone was great. I, the young couple getting married, I thought just. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, it's a it wasn't believable. <clears throat> listen, it's one of those films where New York City has a M&M store in Times Square right next to the old flavor town and uh, animated pigeons look right directly in the camera the <laughs> film, and they wave their wings at you and they go can i kick it yes i can <laughs> and that's how the movie starts so it's a lot of just like okay but listen this is what i gotta say right yeah this, this tom and jerry movie was not about tom and jerry it was a I mean, fine story and everything it's just not tom and jerry it was about a young woman who was trying to make it in this world he fell upon an opportunity in a hotel Right, she took the job. That's who the story was about. And when she got the task to get rid of a mouse, that's when we started to get the antics, you know. Right. Well, it's a classic Tom and Jerry setup. There's Tom, uh, Jerry just wants to sleep inside the crevice of a, uh, a building where he's got like a playing card bed set up yeah. and you know magnifying well, glass I don't know, lamp. But we didn't really see that. You see, it wasn't the classic setup. It, that's the classic thing, but it wasn't the classic setup. It started, he was playing piano in the park. and Right, well, he was like tourists. Like, you go to Central Park, and then you listen to the music boosters, and then you, you throw in a couple bucks, and maybe a cat will fight a mouse while they play music. So yeah. he's playing piano in the park. That's not the, you know, and then Jerry just sort of, Jerry's shopping for a new apartment. It's weird, man. What it should have been was, that classic colonial house, it should have been 1940s style. And, you know, something is invading the cat's home. Cats chase mice as a rule, right? So, I mean, that's the way all the movies, all the Tom and Jerry stuff used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, maybe like as a version of the cartoon, it, it's a failure. Like a remake of a Tom and Jerry cartoon. It doesn't have it. There's no reason for kids today to look at that and go, "Wow, I want to know more about these characters." Right? They're just, they're just. They like Chloe. They like Chloe. Yeah. Here's Chloe's another thing. In today's world of computer computer graphics, they could have done anything with the art design of the. I think they should have made the 1940s looking, you know, as if it was painted. You know, remember that used to be shown in the theater. Right. Well, they have those Tom and Jerry cartoons on HBO Max, so you can see, like, they don't have all of them, but they have, like, a good variety of, of the different styles because Tom and Jerry went through different styles. It was the Hanna-Barbera yeah. version. It was the Chuck, 
uh, Lori version. It was the weird seven arts, 60s yeah. style. Dickie Moe! Yeah, right. Well, I used to love the Tom and Jerry cartoon kit. That was my favorite. It had a very 60s minimalist appeal to it. And it's uh, slightly racist when I try to watch the show through my son. So anyway, uh, Tom and Jerry as, worse, uh, as a worse remake. I have a trailer from Warner Brother Pictures. Okay. It's two minutes and 25 seconds. 30 million views. That is shit. All right. So uh, I have it queued up. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. 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 And I'm sharing screen. And I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one. Go. Is that good? Good go. Yeah, so they're what? friends. No, what? what? You remember the Tom and Jerry show where they were friends and they spoke? Wait a minute. This isn't the movie. Did you see Wait. this movie? This is the trailer to the movie. No, it is not. Yeah, this is the trailer to the movie. That scene might not be in it. There we go. Can we oh. kick it? Yes, we can. This hotel has been host to four presidents, three popes. Yeah, there's Peter. Look at it. He's looking great. Oh, with the animated elephants. Elephants. All animals were animated. That was kind of neat. Oh, that's right. There's a fish in there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, she's now that she's like an adult, she's playing like a kid's role. Chloe. <laughs> yeah, this is bad. I enjoyed this film. It just, I think they, you know, nothing was know. happening. Like it was empty. Like by the time they get to the wedding, there was like nothing going on. <laughs> there we go. A little cartoon action. Remember, he saw, she saw the fish in the beginning. Yeah, right. Michael was like, "What is she talking about? It's the fish." He was so like determined to get them. Like it was just great. Like the perfect, perfect compliment to this. He did a good job. Yeah. Ella, just beat each other up. That's all you need. That must be the ending. I enjoyed this film. I just think they fumbled Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad 